Welcome to The Engine Room, the business and technology podcast that comes to you straight from the heart of innovation. Whether you've got just a few minutes for a quick insight with our mini-casts, or you're here to dive deep into our longer discussions and interviews, you're in the right place. Get ready to ignite your curiosity, fuel your passion, and discover the future of business and technology. Let's get started. So I read an article about someone who uh, received a letter, like a physical letter, um, direct mail from someone who was uh, claiming to be Caitlin, their neighbour. Um, so what, what they realised after not very long was that this was actually uh, a bit of marketing. Uh, it was from a company called Nextdoor and I think it's like a local social media um, kind of platform. Um, but basically the, the person who got the letter felt that this was um, a bit of an invasion of privacy. I felt like it was not okay for this uh, company to, to send them stuff like this posing as their neighbor. Now, I'm, I'm not sure whether or not one of their neighbors did actually organize for this to happen. Um, but the person who put this together, who like um, was referred to in the article, definitely uh, didn't feel like they had been um, treated fairly. Like they didn't feel like they should have been able to receive this kind of uh, marketing material posing as um, a, a letter from one of their neighbors. Now, I guess direct mail is something that um, has been around for a long, long time, obviously. Um, and it's, it's probably coming full circle again in a lot of ways, especially with the rise of online marketing and uh, emails, sales funnels, landing pages, that kind of thing. Um, it's very easy to, to miss uh, your message in like the, the sea of content that is out there at the moment and people are uh, turning back to direct mail sometimes. But I don't know if it's a good thing that people are using uh, direct mail in such a way like it, I guess it was the it was the posing as someone that they weren't or like misrepresenting themselves that people that, that this person thought um, was not not a good look um, yeah I mean like if I if I received something in the mail from someone claiming to be my neighbor and it was pretty obvious that it wasn't actually from a neighbor and it was in fact just a bit of marketing material like what an ineffective bit of marketing like what in what universe am I gonna go hey this is a nice bit of junk mail you know what I will actually sign up for this whatever it was like a 
local area social media platform. Like, who gives a shit? Like, that just, you know, it, it's like the, the kind of direct mail that, you know, tries to smuggle itself in under the guise of to the homeowner. Like, very important, you know, like, information. It's just like, you know, can you buy some raffle tickets or something? It's so cheesy. Like, I think there's a, there are much better ways of doing direct marketing like that and direct mail. Like, part, part of the problem is that until recently, like, managing that kind of data, like, you say, if you had a database of 500,000 names and you're going to email, sorry, you're going to do a direct mail campaign out to 500,000 people um, based on their location. Until quite recently, in order for that to be even slightly effective, you would have had to have sent out a personalised, like not just personalised like Dear John or Dear Sue, personalised in so as the fact that you actually know who they are as a person, which you can do now with AI, like with uh, ChatGPT. Like you could literally get access to a database of 500,000 people with their address and you know it might take a little while and probably cost you a bit in API credits but it would be possible to scrape that information like say if they have you know their name their address um, available you could probably using a bit of machine learning as well, have a really good crack at figuring out who they are, where they work, and coming up with like a bit of a pitch design specifically for them. Now, I'm not fucking suggesting this at all. Like, that's creepy as fuck, but it's possible. It's definitely something that you could do. Like it, it's, and no one, back before we could sort of manipulate and sort of generate data on scale like that, no one was going to go through 500,000 rows of data and send out a mail, like a direct mail piece to every single one of those people because A, like, that's a shitload of people and you're not, like, you're not going to Sorry, you're not going to customize that, are you? Like, you're, going, you're not going to do anything more than just, like, dear first name, if you're lucky. But, like, you now have the ability to say if you want to look up, cross-reference their name, possibly even their phone number or email address, if you can get it. Like, you probably, it's probably hard to get that kind of thing these days against their, their address, but... You could have a pretty good go at looking up someone's name, their address against Facebook, LinkedIn, other, you know, whatever other social media you can find. Get it to cross-reference those together. And when you've got like some pretty 
decent matches. Like, you wouldn't necessarily get absolutely everyone right, for sure. But you'd be able to get some pretty good matches out of a, a group of 500,000, say. And, or whatever the sample size is that you're using, you'd be able to get quite a sizable, large, a sizable amount of people where you've actually figured out who they are just by their online information. And then you could use that information to craft a very specific pitch to them. And um, yeah, like I think that is, it's kind of scary. Like it's, um, yeah, like not something that I am suggesting at all. Like it's effective probably. Like I'd be interested to, to work out what that would actually look like um, for like a, co like a cost basis. <laughs> um, like I, I wonder how much it would cost to to put that together. But yeah, like I, I, is that ethical? Like that information is freely available. I guess that's a that's a really a, a new kind of paradigm here. Like that information is available. We have the computing power available to actually run the data on that and figure out what a good pitch for a sample size that large is and then send them some direct mail because like no one checks their emails like e email is not going to be anywhere near as effective um I, I wouldn't think in this because it just goes straight to junk but like people actually you know they if they get something in the mail um it's you know it's exciting um although you know you do get like i've registered domains like a you know a .com domain and would get something i'm not even i'm not actually sure how they do this but i'd get something from like a a web development company saying congratulations on your domain like would you like us to help you set up a website I'm like, how the fuck did you get my my information like how did you know i'm sure they could just sort of check like who is like you know they get some kind of alert whenever someone purchases a domain and doesn't put the, the proper privacy in place i guess but even that i was a bit like oh like i don't know if i like that but like for for the unscrupulous marketers out there who are you know they don't mind scaring the shit out of people um you could do it but like would that would it work though like would you be able to like if you're getting a phone call from a cold caller who's done their research and they know exactly who you are what you're about hey buddy sorry my dog's just running past me they know who you are they know what your business is about i guess that's that's the difference here we're talking b to c doing that kind of thing b to c is possible but is it effective because it would scare the shit out of people and you'd get complaints and all kinds of things so i, I guess if you were to utilize that approach for b2b you wouldn't have to go and stalk all their socials you could if you wanted to but if they've already got their information out there publicly 
then that would be that would be your way of doing it. Like you can do that now with like already you can just put in a spreadsheet of all the the prospects and it will you know you can use AI to help you craft a pitch for all of them and send it off. No one reads it though. Like it's very hard to actually get people to even open your cold emails but if you're sending them direct mail like that you might just uh, get a better response interesting I guess it's um similar kind of way to cold calling like you can now um, and this is all pretty new technology but you can now actually get a like chat GPT or GPT based voice call like you know how with the app you can download the chat GPT app and it has like the voice chat option you can get that same kind of mechanism to cold call people or to call <laughs> warm leads like if someone registers on your website you can get this thing to call them and you can you know train it with all your information and you can you know as long as you're up front and say hey this like a, a robot is about to call you um, you can you can sell you can like nurture your prospect you can sell to them you can uh, qualify them without actually having to do it yourself like you can just get the robot to do it I'm just wondering if you could do that with cold calling like on mass and actually say hey like we, we know that you are this person and you run this business and you know we want to talk to you about this because we've identified you know however you know that's a pretty shitty script but you know however you want to put it um, that could be a very cost-effective way of of calling people and you know, you're not paying someone to actually do the cold calls, you're not doing them yourself. No one likes doing cold calls. And people, we're, I reckon we're getting, we're not that far away from reaching a point where it's almost impossible to tell that you're, you're speaking to like an AI generated voice. Like if you're creating AI generated voices from scripts um, like the the voice that I use for the intro and the outro of my podcast is AI generated but it sounds pretty human and it's really just the response times that are getting excuse me that are getting much faster that is really sort of letting the team down in that respect so once we get to the point where the response times are so human-like that you can't even tell. It's going to absolutely transform that industry. It's going to have like a, a resurgence. Like people are going to move to using that kind of thing again. Like using that kind of technology. Like relying on the human desire for connection and almost kind of exploiting it and saying hey this feels like a human connection but it's not and it's much cheaper for us to quote unquote connect with you this way and you probably are a bit more receptive to this
maybe. Who, who knows? Guess we'll see. It's very interesting though. Like it's, it'll be very interesting to see how this kind of thing all pans out in the future, in the next few years. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. Go away now. And that wraps up another episode of The Engine Room. Thank you for tuning in and fueling your fascination with us. Remember, whether you're here for a quick tech update or an in-depth conversation, we're here to keep you informed, inspired, and intrigued. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, you've been listening to The Engine Room. Stay curious and keep innovating.